All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome I'm back. Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys, and we are joined today by Yoshi Hardrick, former Husker, and glad to have him. Yoshi, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be with you guys. I'm just an average guy myself. <laughs> glad to talk some Husker football. No, it's good to see you. You're looking good. I'm hey, I'm getting ready for my season. I had a year off. Body feeling better, uh, better than I ever felt. Hey, I'm excited to play again, man. There you go. Good. Yeah, so you mentioned last year. Um, so for those of you that don't know, um, Yoshi is playing up in the CFL with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So uh, how, long, how long have you been playing up in Winnipeg? I've been in Winnipeg six years. I've been in Canada for eight years now. So I've been pro for 10 now. So I did one year in the NFL, one year in arena football, and I've been in Canada ever since 2014. So it's been a ride and I'm loving it. Well, they love you up in Winnipeg. Oh, man, I love them back, man. I, I'm glad I found the home. I bounced around, what, five, six teams in about six years. Finally got a chance to stick with a team, and it's been great. My kids have lived in Canada half a year and Nebraska half a year, so it's been great, man. That's cool. Good. Yeah, you got your, uh, what do they call it, the hard hard cop? Hard cop. Hard cop, man. <laughs> yeah. That's when I go do my credit card leap, man, after a touchdown, barely getting in the stands. Hey, it's fun, man. It's something after a touchdown one day, I went and jumped in the stands, and next day, you know, social media blew up. Hey, it's hard to hop now. Man, your, your teammates loved it. I, I remember seeing how that came how that came about and just watched it. Your teammates just absolutely loved it. They're like, this, this guy's awesome. <laughs> you haven't seen it, look it up on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who haven't seen for it. For those of you that haven't seen it. Um, so... Being, what's it like playing in Canada compared to when you played that you know one year in the NFL? You went to Canada. What were some of the differences that you noticed, and even going from college to pro and then to Canada uh, Canadian Football League? From college to pro, the difference was the tech, the technical part of football, the understanding of football. These guys, this is a job to them. They study it like like you study your kids, like you study your family, like you study for a test. Like at the time, I think football was more fun for me. It wasn't a job for me, so. That was the biggest adjustment for me, learning how to study, learning how to be a pro. Um, it was basically life or death. You can be in football one day and go the next. So that was the biggest difference from college football. College football, hey, you get this many meals, you have to show up there. If you don't if you don't start, we'll still give you a scholarship. You still eat free. You still get education. And pro, it wasn't like that. <laughs> but the biggest difference from the NFL to Canada uh, the yard of grace. So it's, a, it's one yard between the offensive and defensive line. And uh, American football, we can breathe on each other. Yeah. So, okay. so that's a big difference. And in football, every wiggle you respect in the game. So they have a yard to wiggle before you even touch it. <laughs> okay. So, well, that was the biggest difference for me. I'm used to my DN being right there when the ball snaps. We've got to make contact right away. And now I'm playing mirror dodge with a guy for you, basically five yards. Because when the snap starts, I'm taking three yards, and he's running also. So it's a lot more mirroring, mirroring with your feet and winning like that. And it's an extra guy on the field. So go from eleven to twelve, and also uh, five receivers can be in motion. So it's like a arena football outside. Okay. So it's made for the offense to score, and it's a fun game. You guys should check it out, man. We play on ESPN a lot in the summer, but during the winter and fall, you know. NCAA football and NFL takes over down here, and, I, and I'm from America, so I understand that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, and I know that we were able to watch. I think we watched the championship game. Uh, we were able yeah. to see some of your games uh, from a couple of years ago. That was fun. I, it, it is different. If you're used to watching American football and you watch Canada, Canadian football, you can see some of those differences right away. But, man, that, that championship game was fun. With three downs for a first down, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun to watch. 
Yeah, three downs. You get three downs, you make 10 yards. Um, the the goal post is in the front of the end zone. The field's a lot bigger. It's basically like playing on a soccer field. Uh, that's how big the field is. It's, it's a lot more wider, and the, the field is 120 yards instead of 100 yards. So mm-hmm. you can have a 120-yard touchdown. So. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot more room to uh, throw the ball around. You're averaging about four or five hundred yards passing a game. We were a running team when I was there. That was like unheard of in Canada football. So we won a championship that way. That was great. But man, I, I, I miss American football. I got a chance to get away from Canadian football in the NFL. Man, in my season, I don't get the chance to watch the NFL like that. Like my sports center is Canadian, so I see myself. Okay. I see Canadian football like. Being at home and seeing NFL Network and being on Sports Center, it brought back all the memories when I was a kid, man. Just being a kid, you see all the sports, you see all the names, you you're just so you're so involved in it. And that's what I, I, I appreciated from being away from football a year. Okay. Cool. And I know you just re-signed too. I mean you signed a, an extension with the Blue Bombers, correct? Yes, sir. I'm back for another year. There you go. Good. Cool. Perfect. So what are you doing here? And I know you're in Lincoln right now. Um, so what are you doing with your time uh, right now in Lincoln? Right now in Lincoln, I'm training. And I'm, I'm training. I've been doing a little work on the side. I started training O-linemen. I've been working speed and agility camps. But speed and agility, is not, I'm not passionate about it like I'm O-line. So I've basically narrowed it down to I'm just training O-linemen now. Having an O-line training session, just teaching them how to be better, better with the feet, better with the hands. We're playing football. We're not going to get out here and do things that you're not going to do in games. So I got guys running into each other. I got guys getting better and got the game slowing down for these guys. Like the game didn't slow down for me until I got to college. If I can help the game slow down to a guy who's 13, 12, 17, 18, that much, they're going to be that much more ahead than I was. And I, I got, I had a chance to play some big time football. So I'm just trying to help guys out right now. Okay. Obviously, it's hard for people to really tell on the video, but you are a monster of a man. Um, yeah, probably. And it, it, it's really fun to, to watch you. It is kind of interesting how you said, I, I guess I didn't realize that watching the CFL games that, you know, you are off of the ball a little bit with each other. Um, I noticed that you were really, really good on the offensive line during those games. Um, yeah, how, much, how, how big of an adjustment was that? That was the biggest adjustment. It's all a timing thing. Like in football, you used to, I was so used to, if the ball snapped, I'm hit right away. So I wasn't used to basically being a receiver, a DB, waiting a four to five seconds for my football game to actually start. Or, and I was overstepping, I was understanding. Until you understand the timing of the yard, you're basically, you're, you're no good in Canada until you understand that. So that's why you see a lot of guys from the NFL come up and they struggle with, you can be a great DB in the, in the NFL. Now you got a guy running at you 10 yards. He was, he's already full speed by the time he gets to you. He, you're in a major disadvantage. So that was, a, that was the biggest adjustment. Like, it was guys smaller than me, slower than me and anything. They were still beating me. It was just the knowledge of the game. So it takes you a while to learn the game. You're not going to come to Canada and dominate the right away. It's still good football. It's just you have to learn the game. And once you learn the the, the the little things in the game, it takes off. It's, it's slow. It becomes football again. So now it's just football to me. I don't even notice the yard or anything. So it's been great. Very good. So you mentioned some guys that come from the NFL to Canada. Um, who are some guys? Have you played with any guys that played in the NFL that came to Winnipeg? Or who are some guys that you maybe played against that were in the NFL uh, for some years? Um, right now, probably the biggest guy is probably Lucky Whitehead last year. I mean, he was a Cowboys receiver. Yep. And um, 
he rode the bench the first four or five games, and he got it just practicing hard. His first game, I think he had three catches for 150 yards. The field was so big. He just had to understand the timing. He was going off sides a lot when he got there. He knew he had 10 yards to run, so he was running hard as he can, but you still have to be on side. So it's a lot of little things you have to learn. Uh, Brandon Banks up there. Okay. I think of defensive guys. I'm mainly like special team guys, not guys that are a big name to come up there and like really play. The money money is a big difference, so you're not going to make millions <laughs> or half a million then yeah. come play for a minimum 65K Canadian cash. Okay. That's the minimum. So the minimum in the NFL is almost half a million, I think, something like that. Yeah. So it's a big it's a big difference there. So you're talking about guys who are still trying to get back in or guys who don't want their job, who does who doesn't want to let the dream go. So I, I just can't get the big names off the top, but there's a lot of guys come every year from the camp. They were big names, at least big names in college and at least stuck around for a year or two and just can't get the game. Just it just cannot slow down for them. Okay. So I guess we can probably talk a little bit about Husker football. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're wearing your Husker stuff. We got our, our Husker stuff on every time we do a show here. Um, I'm, I'm sporting baseball today because they've yeah. been playing real well. They have been. Um, but tell us a little bit about what was it like. I mean, you played for Bo. Um, and I know when we when we met you and, and Kenny Bell, Josh Williams, you know, and uh, I can't Kenny. Yeah, and Brandon Kenny was at our table. You talked about how much you guys love Bo. You love playing for Bo. Um, tell us a little bit about what what it was like in the locker room on the field with him. Um, what did you enjoy most about that? What I enjoyed most about Bo is he was a father figure. Me, see, I don't want to get emotional, but Bo, like a lot of us, uh, we didn't have dads, or we didn't have we had a missing we had that missing not father figure in our life. And Bo was that. That was that, Bo was that for me and the guys that was in my circle. So Bo was like the first guy who was hard on me, told me the truth, but at the end of the day, I'd never tell a man tell me he loved me, but at the end of the day, he'll tell me the truth and still tell me. I think that the culture he created, and he never talked about culture. We never heard that, but being away from football, you hear culture a lot. So when I think about the culture when we was there, it was just a tight-knit tight knit group. Bo had our back. Everything was in-house, and uh, he was there for us, man, for our families, for everything. Like, Bo had a, a, a real relationship with us, and that's what I needed. I, I think it was it was more than football. Bo was just a father to me, and still is. That's I don't know. I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> Bo, was just, Bo yeah. was just a father to me, man. Yeah. He still is. It's just it's just amazing. Like you hear how much you know all the the stuff off off the field that people just griped on him about. But I know people we've talked to, including that night we met you. Everyone said the same thing. He was such a he was a players coach. Players coach. And and I think that. I think Scott's kind of that way too. I think Scott's a player's coach. Um, he's different than Bo, of course. But um, have you had the experience? Have you met uh, Scott before? And um, any experience with him? Yes, I love Scott Frost. Before COVID hit, I worked at I worked out at Nebraska three to five days a week. So you run into him once or twice. My kids take pictures with him. Uh, he always say hi. He always come on the field. If you see me uh, out there working out, say what's up. Um, the screen staff, everyone's there is great, man. If the vibe I get when I go to the stadium is the same vibe that we had when we was there. Guys are staying extra, guys are having fun. The locker room is thumping. When I say anytime you see the guys working out on the field, or it just gives you the juice. Like when I'm there working out and I see them working out, like I'm gonna stay extra. He the guys are going so hard, you can hear the energy, and that's the things I remember when I was there. And Scott Frost, he's definitely gotta be a player coach. You can hear, you can feel it, you can you can smell it, man. Scott <laughs> Frost is a player coach. Like, I love Scott Frost. I love 
I love it. You can feel it, man. It's, it's about to happen, man. We, he's getting it the way he wanted, man. I I don't want to be one of those guys. But I see the potential starting to, to make his way towards the uh, results. So we're going to get there, man. I still got faith in I'm a Nebraska till I die. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't care who we playing, what we playing, what sport it is. If you tell me Nebraska playing, I'm enemies will get whoever we're going against. <laughs> there you go. I'm right there with you. <laughs> well, you know, if, if 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 your kids are never, if your kids are ever not available to go with you, we'll be your kids for a little while, and you can take us with you, and we'll go meet Scott too. So yeah. <laughs> we'll be your, we'll be your kids for a little while. Uh, man, Scott Scott's great, man. You can feel the vibe when he's around. He's always making sure you're welcome, and that's 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 great, man. To be able, to, I played in Nebraska ten years ago, and I still can go around at the stadium. Like I haven't been in a weight room since COVID. But I still go hit the stadiums. I still go hit the stadium stairs. And my last year was 2011, it's 2021. And just that relationship to be a Husker, man. I, when I was there, seeing the old guys come back, most of the championship guys were, were like retired or old again. But mm-hmm. just to see those guys walk through, I just know that feeling. And I hope, guys probably don't even know who I am, but I hope they get that feeling when I walk around. Them. Yeah, well, good. So how much are you able to, or have been able to, during the last, you know, during the Frost era, I guess, able to keep up with the team regularly? You know what I mean? I know you said that, you know, when you're watching SportsCenter, it's Canadian SportsCenter. Um, you know, are you able to follow the team as much as normal? Or, you know, what are you kind of seeing? Uh, if anything, I can keep up with the Huskers. Follow probably more than 50 Husker accounts probably on Twitter. Well, it's a little easier social media. My life, I'm in Canada, but my life is just red. My my entire social media feed is red. <laughs> so I'm still keeping up with the Huskers. Still been watching everything close. I uh, don't know the names as well, but I'm, I, I, when I'm watching the game, I know what I'm looking at. And I'm starting to learn the names a little bit more. I'm starting to learn it better. And it's just great to just keep up, man. If anything, man, when I get something Husker feed, man, it just slows my day down that much more to get down and read a little bit more. Even yeah. though I'm on my phone, I'm still reading, so I feel great about it. Uh, so, you know, talk about kind of where we're at now as, as a Husker team and what we've seen over the years um, since you've been gone. We've seen some struggling teams. Uh, we've seen some good things. We've seen a lot of bad things. But what do you, what's your impression of the offensive line and, and some of the improvements they've been able to make over just the last couple of years that are pretty noticeable, but we've also seen some things where maybe they're not doing so well. What, what are some things that you've liked and not liked about what you've seen? I love that the young guys are showing us that they can get out there and play. Uh, I love that the guys love Coach Austin. I love you have to be able to love a coach that you're playing with. You can see the guys getting better every year. I love that you can see the guys get better. I love that. When the game slows down for me because I play the game of old line, I see the small things. I see the kickout blocks. I see the center pulling and Adrian Martinez running free. I see the right tackle who's never played or a freshman <laughs> who's made who made the last second block. Like I see it all. I see the growing pains also, but they have to be out there in the in the field. That's the only way you get better is playing. So I'm not hard on the guys. I've been out there. I was here for two years. Only got a chance to start one. So. I can't say too much about anybody's college career, but from what I'm looking at, man, the guys are getting better, and that's what you want. They're strong. You can see it, man, when they do the weightlifting videos. You're excited, man. They're old linemen that you're seeing on these videos. You're seeing seven, 800 pounds move around. Like, I'm starting to see it translate, man. We're starting to run the ball. Um, just from my perspective, I love it. We're running downhill a lot more, but I'm not there, and I support the Husker. I don't care if they drop back and throw Hail Mary, but I still <laughs> watch their game. So there you go. I'm going to keep it just like that. There you go. 
Um, you know, my, my brother's got a question real quick. He wants to know, what do you miss most about Lincoln, just in general, the, the Lincoln, the city? Uh, what do you miss most? I mean, he does live there, but... Well, yeah, but... When, you know... <laughs> when you're not there. When you're not there and during Husker season, I guess. During Husker season, I, I start from what I miss most about playing as a Husker. Just going to school, going out to eat. Everything was about Husker. No matter who we played, how small or how big the games was, the fans had the stats. They had something in this game that was, it was when you were in class. The teacher was always like, "Oh, after this game, I mean, after this test, good good luck, guys." The guys sitting behind you in class, they're telling you about the game. So everything was big time football when I was here. Now it was everything that I wanted. Like when I when I was getting recruited, when I played NCAA football game growing up, <laughs> I experienced that here. Like I was I was in that. I got a chance to sit in classes with a hundred people. And they all got red on, and your teacher telling you good luck this weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's a big one this week. It's all over ESPN. Every article you read, and just being in Lincoln in general, man, just oh man, just good, honest, hardworking people, blue collar. Like it feels good to be in Lincoln. You know, you're gonna be around some people who got your best interests. I feel like I'm always in. I'm always in a good place when I'm in Lincoln. And you know, you can go around the world, you can go a lot of places, and you don't feel that. And, that's why Lincoln is still home for me. I got so many people I can lean mm-hmm. on. Sometimes you don't even know your neighbor, but you speak to them every day. But if I need to go over there and knock on the door, I'm comfortable with that, and I like that. And that's nice. really cool. And wh- where are you originally from? Mississippi. I'm right? from, Missis- I'm from right. Mississippi. Yeah. So I'm sorry for anybody who probably can't understand me. I'm, a, I'm from the. I'm from the. I'm from the. I'm from the swamp, man. I'm from Mississippi. Okay. I've been gone for ten years, so. What? I've been here ever since, man, I, and I can't complain. What was your recruiting process like? Oh, uh, my recruiting process. So I went to junior college right out to high school and uh, kind of got a name for myself, committed to LSU. When I committed to LSU, I shut my recruiting process down. Uh, but I had a teammate at my first year in junior college, Brandon Kenny, yep. who went to Nebraska. He wouldn't leave me alone. He wouldn't leave me and Levante David alone and Stanley Jean Baptiste. We were all three there together. He was recruiting us harder than Nebraska was recruiting us. <laughs> like before Nebraska even started recruiting us, Brandon Kennedy was recruiting us. And um, if I tell, I can tell people this anytime. If you get somebody to a visit, visit to Nebraska, Nebraska probably just make their top ten, or they might just make their flip. And he got me here on a visit, and the rest was here. So I got here on my visit from the Husker Hotel to the elevators to the tunnel wall to before the game. To the crowd, it was it was just too much. It was no, I wasn't leaving without going to Nebraska. I was an LSU commit for two years, and coming down the tunnel walk like crying. I'm crying probably to come out, but I was crying because like I'm not going. To, I'm not going to LSU anymore. I knew right then yeah. when it came down the tunnel walk that I was going to Nebraska. And me and Levante David got back to our dorms in junior college, and he didn't. He just texted me, asked me when I was in my room. He came to my room and said, "Are you ready to go talk to Coach Sims?" And when he said that, I knew what he meant. He, I said, we're going to commit then. Yeah. And we went to commit to Nebraska that day, Levante. And it, and the rest is history, man. I tell anybody, get people to Nebraska visit. Get to the stadium sold out. Have Lincoln buzzing. And we, have, and we come out with a win. I came to the Oklahoma game in 2009. It was a night game. They won 10-7. to 7. Okay. Wow. It was, I, I seen nothing like it. It was a night game in Lincoln. The crowd was electric. Sue had a game. Larry Shanti had a game. Roy Lou had a game. I think his name was Matt O'Hannon, number 33. 
Okay. Like I didn't know I didn't know much about the Husky <laughs> at the time, but he had a couple of interceptions, and I was hooked. It was it was nothing else I needed to see. Bo really didn't have to say anything to me, but I told him I was still committed to LSU when I left. But I knew I was coming to Nebraska. Yeah. And we and we flipped the next day. I think we think we got back to the dorms in junior college. Came to the room, and I've been a Husker ever since. That's a great, that's just a great really like with with Brandon Kenny. You're recruiting multiple guys. I mean, uh, Jean Baptiste. I mean, he was Stanley Baptiste. He was awesome. Like he was such a good player too. Obviously, everyone knows Levante David, a hell of a good player too. I actually I didn't even know you guys all went to the same school, uh, same yeah. JUCO. So that's pretty that's pretty awesome. But obviously, we we love Brandon. We still keep in touch with him. So yeah, just um, text Brandon the other day. Man, gotta give him <laughs> a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really cool story. That. See, this is why we like to have these conversations. <laughs> um, yeah, Brandon. Yeah, man, Brandon Kenny. He he did he did his job. He got in, and did the homework. He knew what we like. We were simple guys. He was from junior college. You know, all we wanted to eat probably was McDonald's. We didn't know anything about steak and things then. <laughs> and he just catered to us. He had it. He had it all laid out to us. It was like a booby trap or something. That's so. Funny. We were coming to Nebraska. Well, he know once he got us here, we was coming. But the best decision I ever made in my life. Still here. My wife ran track in Nebraska. Okay. My my kids, they're crazy. They're Nebraska crazy. Like I am. <laughs> That's I am. Awesome. I'm Nebraska crazy. I don't know. I, I know how it feels now. When I was a player, I couldn't understand why the fans act like this. <laughs> I couldn't even under, uh-huh. I couldn't even understand it. Now I'm like, how are you a fan and don't act like this? Yeah. Now exactly. that's that's where I'm at with it now, but Man, I'm just glad we're all one big team in Nebraska. We're here for the highs, we're here for the lows, but at the end of the day, we all throw the bones together, so that's good. That's awesome. Um, so a couple more questions. So kind of staying on the recruiting trail, so uh, what advice would you give recruits about coming to Nebraska versus staying somewhere maybe in the south that they're getting recruited to? Uh, change, change your environment. Change your environment, that's the biggest thing. Get away from being comfortable. And, and and meet a new comfortable. I was I wasn't comfortable leaving. I wasn't comfortable when I first got to Lincoln, but I had no reason to be uncomfortable. Lincoln gave me every reason not to be. They gave me every reason to be comfortable when I got here, and just and just the, the elbows you're gonna rub, man. I I've been to nine, ten teams now. Played in three different leagues. Everywhere I go, I meet somebody who graduated in Nebraska. They own this. They work for somebody else who works from the, went to Nebraska. I've been in Utah, Florida, California. I've been in three teams in Canada. And all these groups have Canadians for Nebraska, uh, Winnipeg's for Nebraska, Colorado's for Nebraska, Utah for Nebraska, Florida's for Nebraska. Like, it just never stopped. The, the elbows you're going to rub and the relationships you're going to build and the support you're going to have. You always can be able to lean on the Husker. Even just a guy from the state of Nebraska. You don't even have to be a, a Husker. Like, it's different than Nebraska pride, like the Cornhusker pride, I say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I lived in Texas for a couple of years, and there was like three alumni bars there. And they what they did was they um, they did fundraising for to send people from Texas to Nebraska for scholarships. And yes. so one was like a Buffalo Wild Wings, and the other one was like a uh, – like uh, dive bar and like so they're different but huskers everywhere first weekend i moved down there went to buffalo wowings all red had no idea what we were getting into and i'm like i'm home like this is great yes that's the feeling i get when i go around just being in canada and u.s i feel like i'm surrounded by huskers and i'm one of them and that's and that's the best feeling like you're a husker it doesn't matter where you from where you've been anything you 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 have nebraska ties that that, that holds weight 
you want to ask Nick's question? Sure. Um, yeah, we had somebody write in here. Um, how was the environment uh, change moving up north coming from Mississippi? Uh, the environment change, I, I say the biggest difference was getting used to the cold. I say <laughs> when I got here, I came on a visit in November of that year, and it was still good weather, I think. I don't even think I had a jacket on in my visit. It was just a good night game. It was just dark. And I got out of junior college early, so I got here in January, just after that November. Now, I think it snowed from probably that February until spring break that year. I think we got a spring game canceled for snow one year or something like that. And that was the biggest adjustment for me. And just me, I'm from a, being a small town guy from 300 people, trailer park. Like, I got funny stories coming to Nebraska. Like, I got my car towed all the time. I didn't know why. It was a parking meter. I had never seen a parking meter before. What is that yeah. thing? So I kept getting my car towed for that. I had never seen a crosswalk before. We had one red light where I'm from, and that's just right before you hit the big highway. So it was just a big difference from being a small town. But when guys got here and they said Lincoln was small, if they was from the Florida, the Texas, or the California, I couldn't understand it. But a lot of guys like me, Alfonso Denard, and a couple guys from small town in the South, like that's why we still live here. That's why Lincoln was is the world of me. When I first got to Lincoln, it was New York to me, and it still is. Because if I go back home, it's still like nothing against it. I'm just from a trailer park. This is way <laughs> different from a trailer park. Yeah. And okay. yeah, so my biggest adjustment was coming from the country, I say the country to the city. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's, that's um, cool. Hey, hopefully you never had to pay too much to get your car back. <laughs> no, I, I never had to pay too much. Uh, I began to tow twice and understanding what was going on. It should have took me once. But I think I got it told maybe two or three times. You know, being a student at Nebraska, you try to get away with a couple of things and you get it told on you. So yep. you it go. happens. Uh, so we got a, a buddy on here who said that his brother-in-law uh, was a coach at Fort Scott. Uh, and probably you'll probably remember him. Justin, I'm guessing Isk, I-S-K-E. Yeah, Justin Kosiski. Kosiski, okay. He was all in your face. He was very black and white, no gray area. And you're an 18-year-old. Thank you, know the world. It was exactly what we needed. He'll shake you up. He'll tell you what you wanted. If I could see him now, I'd probably give him a big hug, man. <laughs> Junior college, just come from Mississippi and never losing a game in high school football. We was always ranked. And um, just thinking I was a lot better than I was. Got to got to junior college and first person I had to go against was Jason Pierre Paul. Okay. He went to my junior, okay. Yeah, he went to my junior college also. Jeez. So Coach Iskey just he got me he got me ready for us being an O line. I was just an athlete. I was okay. just a big athlete. Okay. I could run. I was strong and things like <laughs> that. I didn't know any technique, so I I thank Coach Iskey for that. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, his brother-in-law. Well, we went to high school with his brother-in-law. Him, yeah. um, he's a regular follower he's a regular of, of our show. Sure. So. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, so, Jason Pierre Paul, Fort's guy is just pushing out a bunch of athletes. Yeah. Then. Holy cow. I mean, that, that's two um, Super Bowl champs that you we've talked about already that just won with Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. Anybody else from Fort Scott that we need to know about that maybe we didn't know before? <laughs> uh, if you guys kept on recruiting, Jason Pierre-Paul and Jaquan Williams. Jaquan Williams, he okay. ended up going to South Florida to play with the Giants a couple years. We had all those guys who was trying to get him here to Nebraska. We was trying to get uh, Jason uh, Pierre-Paul yeah. and Brandon Kenny together. We came a year after them. But, uh, yeah, we had a lot of guys just go D1. I think I was there for two years, and we sent 81 guys to sign D1. Wow. And two years, and we didn't even have 81 guys on the roster. <laughs> These are guys who read. Like Stanley Jean-Baptiste didn't play it. 
for Scott. He came here and played four years. He that's got red so shirt at Fort Scott and signed here. That's so played that's four great. years. Wow. Like, he never played at Fort Scott. If you go back and look at Stanley Jean Baptiste, red shirt was there. He never played. That's funny. Both saw his film and they came down and watched him practice. It was enough. Nobody knew anything about him. Had zero stars, wasn't even on anything. This guy's a sound with Nebraska. Who is this? We draft the second round. Yeah. I'm glad we well, got him. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. And it sounds like okay. Nebraska needs to find their Fort Scott. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, and so so we talked with uh, Tom Osborne a little while ago, and um, and one thing that he was talking about is just kind of that recruiting pipeline and how, um, you know, really a big thing. Oh, and, and Matt Verzel, I don't know if, you ever, if you've ever met him before, um, but he mentioned that the JUCO route, like, that's something Nebraska needs to get back to is really looking at those JUCOs, um, whether they find them as a, a first-year JUCO player, second year. But um, they used to have just a pipeline and the same school that, hey, this kid maybe doesn't have the grades or maybe isn't quite ready for the D1 football, send them to this <laughs> send them to this JUCO and hold them there. Don't let anyone else recruit them, and we're going to come back and get them. And that's what Osborne was doing, and that's what Solich was doing. And so I hope Frost is kind of taking some of those notes and, and check, checking out the JUCOs yeah, as much but, as he can. So, Yeah, I encourage it a lot. You got guys, they just missed the grades or they just needed an extra year to develop, and those guys can come in and be depth players. Some of these guys, like a lot of us didn't come in and be stars right away. You got the Randy Gregory's, you got the Levante's. You have the Damian Stafford guys who come in, Stanley Jean. They dominate right away. They, they get drafted. But then I was a guy who who sought my first year and plugged in. You had, you had a lot more guys, Zaire Andersons, and just guys you need that depth and guys that come in and add a little toughness, add a little grit. I wouldn't say that we don't have that or whatever, but those guys who come from JUCO, when I came to Nebraska, all I knew how to do was hit. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about playbook. Uh, in junior college, we ran ISO, toss. Probably pass the ball three times a game. I didn't know I was going to hit you, but I didn't know anything else. That's fine. So you need you need guys like that to kind of shake it up a little bit. You can teach them the football, but of all those fills, you got a couple loose cannons running around, and that's always good to have on the team. And yeah, that's <laughs> what I that's what I remember from guys from junior college. Man, okay. we came in, we needed to be shaped up a little better. We need to be developed, but you're not you're going to have to slow us down. You're never going to have to speed us up, and that, you need guys like that. Well, that's exactly what I remember about Levante David, and that's why he's one of my favorite Huskers ever, and Tampa Bay is my favorite team, so that also helps. But I just remember he was in on every play. You know, the short time he was at Nebraska, he was at, he was at the ball. He was just a ball hawk. And I love players like that. So, yes, we need a lot more players like that. <laughs> um, yes, yes, that's uh, funny story about Levante David. He got to Fort Scott, I think, a week or two late, and Brandon Kenny, I didn't know anything about him. He was our star player at the time. Levante was at safety. It was like his first, second play in. Never said anything. We didn't know anything about him. Brandon Kenny ran a slant. Levante knocked him out. And <laughs> he, he became Levante Day. From yeah. that day forward, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know anything. He hit Brandon Kenny, and he became Levante David from that full point on. That's cool. See, Brandon never told us that. He yeah. got hit by David. Oh, That's funny. We'll have to, I think we're going to get him on next week, and hopefully he watches this. But we're going to try to get him on next week, and we'll, we'll bring that up. Yeah, it's a good one to talk about. <laughs> um, I mean, we just had uh, Dalton, who actually runs Cornhusker Nation's Facebook page and we partner with. Um, he said that he just remembers watching your movements on the field because he's like that big six foot seven number 50 who always just stick out and say he's a huge fan of yours. So. 
Well, thank you, man. I tried to have a lot of fun when I was in Nebraska. That's my thing. I was a little overweight. I wish I would have. Uh, I wish I would have got together before I got pro. I got pro and got cut a couple times and got the dream <laughs> took away from me. I was a little spoiled in, in um, college. Had had unlimited meals at the training tables, and I was eating good. You can go to the. I can go play games at the stadium anytime I want. Had three three coolers full of Gatorades, <laughs> unlimited snacks all day. So. Yeah, my time in Nebraska, I wouldn't change anything about it, man. I had so much fun. I got a chance to play in the Big 12 one year, Big 10 one year. Yep. I got a chance to play uh, in a Big 12 championship game at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Like, I, I can go on and on, man. Yeah. The guys I played with, man. I had so many guys get drafted from the Rojalu to the Rex to Amir to Niles to Keith Williams. I don't know, man. I can go on, man. It's, <laughs> man it, was, it was a great time. That. Yeah, it's just you're, the rosters like the rosters in, the, in Nebraska. You think of just like 10, 10, 12 years ago, and when you were playing, and think of how many guys transferred to the NFL. Um, like yeah. Roy, Roy Hulu played a lot of years. Niles Paul played in the NFL. Obviously, Dennard plays played in the NFL. Devontae's still there. I mean, those rosters were pretty loaded. Uh, Stanley yeah. John Baptiste, I know he played. So like, it's just incredible. And I really hope. Hope we get back there. I mean, I For hope sure. Frost can build it back to hey, we're getting first, second round draft picks every year. That's man, that's what made me come here, man. Uh Prince, it was Prince and Mukamara, Eric Hag, D. John Gomes, Alfonso Denard. That was our starting secondary, all got drafted. Our linebackers were Will Compton and uh, Levante <laughs> Davis. Both long years in the NFL. Yep. We had Jared, we had Jared Crick on the D line. He got drafted also. Uh, Pierre, Pierre Allen, he didn't get drafted, but he had a, got a chance to play a couple years in the NFL. Probably missed some more guys on that D-line, but like I said, on the offense, he had a lot of guys on offense to go broke. Every running back I played with got drafted. Yep. Roar, Rex, and Amir got drafted. Like so, uh, That makes you feel pretty good about guys, yourself. The guys <laughs> played with me on the O-line. Gerald Myers-Thurles, Marcel Jones, Brent Qualley. I'm talking about all guys who yep. played five-plus years in the NFL. Well, Searles, I, I know we, Searles just hung up the cleats, and yeah, I think uh, I think Brent just held, uh, hung up the cleats too. So, I mean, these guys they just finished playing their you know in the NFL after what eight eight years or so, eight nine years. Yeah. So, yeah, we've met we've met a few of those guys too, and they're just I mean they're great guys. We talked to them at the Nebraska Sports Banquet last or great last foundation. year, uh, Nebraska Race Foundation Banquet last year, and so we got to meet some of those guys that we hadn't met before. So that was really cool. Yeah, man. So man, we were loaded, man. When I think about it. I didn't, you don't think about it when you're there. You're just enjoying the moment. And all you remember is, man, we lost three games one year, four games one year. After being removed from five to six years, we had, I don't know, man, we probably had probably 22, 30, 40 guys who got a chance to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. At least 20 that got drafted. Like, those were some talented teams. And I was talking to Coronation John just not too long ago. That 2010 team, we lost four games. We lost to Texas by seven points. I think we could have won that game. Mm-hmm. We lost to Texas A&M by three points. We lost to uh, Oklahoma by three points in the Big 12 championship game. We was up 17-0. Yep. I'm yep. talking nine, ten points away from being in the big one. That's how talented that team was. And people will never remember that from 2010 because we lost four games. Because we ended up losing to Washington in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. But yep. We beat them like 56-10 to 10 in the early in the season. But, yeah, we lost to Texas by touchdown. Texas A&M, 96 in A&M. We lost Oklahoma, uh, I don't know, 17 to 20, and we was up 17 to 0 and a half. I'm talking 
probably 10, 12 points away from being undefeated in 2010. Well, and didn't, didn't Martinez get hurt in that A&M game? Yeah, Martinez got hurt. Te- yeah. uh, it, was, it really happened in the Texas game. Texas was the key. To, they showed everyone how to stop us that year. They put yeah. two guys on Taylor, and Taylor hurt his ankle in that game. We yep. dropped a couple touchdowns that game. Man, we could we were, we were good that year, man. Yeah, I remember uh, that 2010 team. I actually went out to the uh, the Holiday Bowl out in San Diego. I, I saw you guys out there, uh, and I guess it was 2011 technically, uh, or it might have been New Year's Eve. I can't remember, but I remember going to that game out in San Diego, and um, yeah, I mean that was that was a lot of fun being there. But man, Washington fans that were there, they they want to start some fights. I'm like, you guys got to start stop drinking. Like you guys beat us, cool. We killed you we in the beginning of the regular season. In the game that mattered more. Um, but yeah, so it was that those teams were a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, man, I, I definitely miss it, man. We had some fun. Oh, good. What else, what else you got, yeah. Jim? Um, so, uh, talking about, uh, again, kind of what we have now, I mean, Frost gets a lot of flack for, you know, what he says and, is, and after, you know. Or guys entering the transfer and, portal, you know, yeah. which wasn't probably even that big of a thing back in your time. I think it's just more visible now than it was when you played. Um, what are your thoughts on transfer portal like you said you know be be okay with being uncomfortable and get out get out of that comfort zone to experience something different um do you think think some of these guys want that and then they get here and maybe it's just not for them uh or they don't want to work hard to try i, I mean just throwing it out there. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of mind blown about it i really don't know because i'm 10 years removed but when i came in it was so many guys who were red search seniors or welcomes who became seniors like I'm bringing up this culture thing again. I don't. We didn't talk about it, but the culture was set. You 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 earn your spot. You sit three to four years, or like this is a process. Like we talked about the process. The process was set a lot here, both. So the process was come in, work hard, earn your way. Like I can remember Austin Cassie when I came. I think he was senior redshirt, and I was mad when I didn't come in when I was a junior and was playing right away. He was like, "I've been here four or five years. I'm just not getting my opportunity." And all I wanted to do was work hard. And, like, when you're not playing, you don't want to hear that. But Michael Pluto tells me the same thing. Pierre Allen tells me the same <laughs> thing. Prince tells me the same thing, that he didn't play right away. Uh, Ndamukong Sue was working out with us, told me he got red-shirted. Like, so you start to see it. Like, it was never a thing. But I, it was never a transfer thing when I was there. Like, I think Cody Green left when I, I was only there two years, so yeah. I, I have to be fair. Yeah, I remember Cody I think Green. Cody Green left when I was there, and Dontrevious Robinson. I think one or two guys. Other than that, man, guys, guys was there. You wanted to stick around, even if you know you wasn't playing right away. You still had a chance. You've seen so many walk-ons become starters or guys who never played playing in a junior and senior year, and these guys are talking about getting drafted, and they just give you motivation. Like, okay. I, they're doing something right here, and I want to be a part of it. So it never crossed my mind to leave. Like, once I bought in my junior year and I found out it wasn't starting, I was like, doing everything I can to start my senior year. And that was all it was about. Unfortunately, Jeremiah got hurt and made it a little easier for me, but <laughs> it was just a process. I wanted, I was going to stay and stick around. And it, it meant more to me. Like, when I went home, people were like, you go to Nebraska. When I go places and that when you're not in Nebraska, you tell people where you go, and you're like, play for the Huskers? <laughs> like, like Nebraska Huskers? Like, it just meant something else to me. We was on TV a lot. Yep. So, so um, real quick, we had one one question here. Um, what was your absolute favorite game that you played in? My absolute favorite game at Nebraska? Man. Probably hard to <laughs> dial it into one. I don't 
I don't know, but I, I, I probably go with the Missouri game, and people probably don't remember that game. Like Roy ran for like Roy ran for like two hundred twenty-five yards. Yep, yep. Yeah. One of my favorites. And it was it was thumping. They came in here. They was ranked like number seven in the nation. Yep. I thought we was gonna get game deal. Some we was ranked top ten. Also, it was everything it was hyped up to be. And I can just remember just running crazy. Like it was a game you wanted to play as old lineman. We didn't pass a lot. We ran the ball and it just had fun. I can just remember like just running around on the fields from sideline to sideline celebrating because Roy's breaking 80 yards. I don't have to block anybody. I'm yep. just being a big kid out here running around. It was just too much fun. That's awesome. Um, well, cool. I know we only got a couple more minutes. So, um, you know, I, I think we can kind of wrap it up. But really just want to thank you for – uh for being here with us today i mean this has been um it's been great it's good seeing you again um and hopefully uh, at some point we can do uh do this in person with you uh actually get to see you again and um you know get get brandon together and you know it'd be a lot of fun but um we'll uh we'll go ahead and actually stop the live show feel free to stay on for just a couple more minutes if you don't mind and uh we'll go and end the live show we Uh, did have quite a few people commenting and everything so um they appreciate you coming on and we're really no, happy and i appreciate it man too man i yeah. love to come see you guys and when i'm in canada let's be this during the season there you i go. love to get the four scott guys together meet levante and brandy kenny and stanley together and we come see you guys that there you go awesome. man that'd be that'd be a hell of a show that would get a lot of people watching That's so for sure. very nice well i'm gonna go ahead and end it here uh go ahead and stick on for a second and then uh again we appreciate it thanks for joining everybody again yeah, i'm matt everybody. i'm jimmy two average guys and uh we'll see you next we'll time see you next time Take care. All right. Live stream is stopped. All right, man. That was fun. That was that fun, was man. Blast. I miss doing things like this. Yeah, talking about basketball and talking guys know what I'm talking about. We love this stuff, man. I mean, just hearing your stories of how you were recruited and the guys you were around, and that, that we love that. Well, it's fun because like the, the feedback we get from people is, is stuff. They like to hear the recruitment stuff. They like to hear how people got to Nebraska, what they enjoyed about it. So we, we learned after Or, you know, couple, what advice they have on people that, yep. you know, are coming in or that are thinking about it. So, yeah. so we, we learned real quick after our first couple of interviews that people are like, hey, talk about that because that's what we want to hear. Like, they, they love it. So, um, again, we appreciate it, man. And, uh, and we've asked uh, when we had uh, Des Moines Adams on. I don't know if you ever met him. Des Moines joined the show last week, and I think you reached out shortly after that. Um, but you know, he actually he had some other people. He's like, "Hey, here's some other guys that might want to come on. Uh, if you know of anybody else that would, just shoot us a message um, and say, hey, this guy might be interested.' Or you can reach out to him, and say, "Hey, would you be interested in talking to these guys?" Uh, we we're gonna ask Brandon, or you know, even like you said, down the road, uh, getting a group of guys together and to come. You know, that's that's what would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll ask Brandon too. But um, I told Jimmy, man, if we get Levante David do a Zoom interview with him, the Super Bowl champ. Uh, or even Sue, like th- those guys would be awesome to get on. I know they might be a little bit tougher to get in touch with, but um, no, you know, well, it, I definitely want to help you guys out. Uh, Levante texted me right back. Uh, I can I can tug at him for a little bit. It, I can convince him probably. Probably won't be right away, but that's, that's fine. If, I, if I'm on it with him, he probably will do it. There you I don't go. even know if I have to be on it with him, but I can. I can try to pull Levante from you guys, and I'll definitely be recruiting for you. We'll, 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 bug, we'll bug Brandon about it, too, because I know yeah. Roy, Roy Hallou's here in Bennington, so uh, we're going to talk to him about Roy Hallou. Jamal Turner's here, so um, and we got, we're got we trying to get Kenny Bell as well. So uh, we'll, we'll keep working on, on different guys.